Good evening to you all. You're listening to 106.9 Tune FM, and this would be when we would normally have a Zoom hangout with some of our former Tune alumni. However, Zoom is not cooperating, so we've had to modify our plans a little bit. But we are still going to have a little throwback show. We're going to do some music from 1970, and we're going to have a little bit of a discussion on certain things that happened in 1970, which we hope that you will enjoy. First up is a throwback from 1970, which is Ohio by Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young. We hope that you enjoy. You're listening to 106.9 Tune FM, the home of UNE's student-powered radio. That was Ohio by Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young on this little throwback show, 106.9 Tune FM. Thank you so much for joining us on the home of UNE's student-powered radio. And we are now going to take a little bit of time to talk about the Beatles. If it had said we're more, uh, television is more popular than Jesus, I might have got away with it. And that, of course, was John Lennon's infamous uh, apology for his more popular than Jesus comment, which drew a lot of controversy at the time, as you can imagine. Sadly, the, 19, the year 1970 was not a good one for the Beatles. It indeed was the last year that they would be together. Paul McCartney infamously declaring on the 10th of April uh, 1970 that he would not be making any more music with John Lennon, which was rather tragic for fans of the band. So in uh, honour of the Beatles and their 1970 breakup, we're going to have a few songs from the Beatles play now. We're going to start with Let It Be. You're listening to 106.9, uh, 106.9 Tune FM, the home of UNE's student-powered radio. And coming up, or well, sorry, we've just got a bit of a technical bug until uh, once I can get rid of that. There we go. Here is, uh, sorry about that, everybody. Here is Let It Be by The Beatles coming up next on 106.9 Tune FM. Speaking words of wisdom, let it be 
That was back in the USSR by the Beatles, and you're listening to 106.9 Tune FM. We, the reason we started to finish on that song is because it sort of segues a little bit into another interesting happenstance of 1970, the Venera 7 spacecraft mission. Venera 7 was a Soviet spacecraft which was part of the Venera series of probes to Venice. It landed on the Venetian surface on 15th of December 1970, having been launched from Earth on the 17th of August of the same year. It became the first spacecraft to soft land on another planet and became the first to transmit data back from there back to Earth, which is incredible. It entered, as I said, the atmosphere of Venus on the 15th of December and the lander remained attached to the interplanetary bus during the initial stages of atmospheric entry. Essentially what this means is the bus was able to cool for as long as possible and it enabled the landing to happen smoothly. It was a rather interesting mission and like I said, the first ever case of a spacecraft being able to transmit data from Venus back to Earth, which is incredible. So we must give a hats off and a little tip of the hat to the USSR. Now moving away from that slightly, I apologise for that little uh, intro there of music. We'd like to move along to a bit of news regarding music of 1970. So the, 19, the year 1970 in music was a rather interesting one, including a uh, and one particular artist was the Jackson 5 band, who of course had a number one hit in 1970 with their hit song ABC. Jackson 5, of course, most notable now for producing Michael Jackson to the world. And ABC was arguably their biggest hit. It knocked the Beatles' Let It Be off the top of the Billboard Hot 100 in 1970, and it was number one on the Soul Singles chart for four weeks. Given this uh, incredible uh, achievement, we are going to play it for you right now. Here is ABC by the Jackson 5. You're listening to 106.9 Tune FM, the home of UNE's student-powered radio. 
That was ABC by the Jackson 5. You're listening to 106.9 Tune FM on this special little throwback show that we have going on. So 1970 was also a rather eventful year for the UNE in particular. And the reason I say that is because April of 1970, more specifically April 28th, is the day that the Queen visited Armadale. Yes, the Queen Elizabeth herself visited Armadale along with Prince Philip and Princess Anne. It was rather a spectacular thing for Armadale. Of course, we are in the little country town after all, so to have somebody as important as Queen Elizabeth herself visiting was fairly fantastic for the town spirit. The Queen and the other royals spent a bit of time in town before journeying up to UNE where their little arrangement, their little uh, garden party was gatecrashed, which was rather uh, amusing to the Queen, uh, reportedly. So the garden party took place in the grounds of the Armadale Teachers College for local dignitaries to meet the royal family and was gatecrashed by a group of students. However, the royal family did not seem to mind this too much and enjoyed several jokes with the gatecrashers themselves. Later, they visited the University of New England campus directly, where a student actually offered the Queen a hand to shake, although it was merely a white glove stuffed with rage on the end of a stick. The Queen herself laughed, enjoying the little joke, and told the student to pop it in the car. Unfortunately, the student was unable to do this as the Queen's chauffeur was unaware of the Queen's instructions and blocked the student from doing so. Like I said, it was rather spectacular for the town to receive a visit from royals, of course, during their Australian visit, and they left their mark on the town in a permanent way. Of course, we now have Queen Elizabeth Drive, the street formerly known as Handel Street, of course, running down the length of part of the city that was renamed to Queen Elizabeth Drive in honour of the Queen's visit, which was rather spectacular. There's a little bit of history for you in regards to Queen Elizabeth II's visit to Armadale back in 1970. I personally hope we'll see her again one day, although I'm not entirely sure that will be possible. Coming up next, we are back to some 1970s music, and we're going to have leaving on a jet plane, which seems rather appropriate, considering the Royals flew in and out of Armadale Airport on a plane on the same day, by the group Peter, Paul and Mary. Peter, Paul and Mary only had one hit, uh, they only had one song that reached number one on the Billboard Hot 100 chart in the US, and it was in fact this one, Leaving on a Jet Plane, coming up next on Tune FM 106.9, originally recorded by John Denver, Denver, however performed here by Peter, Paul and Mary. You're listening to the home of Student Powered Radio. All my bags are packed, I'm ready to go. I'm standing here outside your door I hate to wake you up to say goodbye But the dawn is breaking, it's early morn Tax 
he's waiting, he's blowing his horn. Already I'm so lonesome, I could cry. So kiss me and smile for me. Tell me that you'll wait for me. Hold me like you'll never let me go. you down so many times I've played around I tell you now they don't mean a thing every place I go I think of you every song I sing I sing for you when I come back I'll wear your wedding ring so kiss me and smile for me Tell me that you'll wait for me Hold me like you'll never let me go I'm leaving on a jet plane I don't know when I'll be back again Oh babe, I hate to go Now the time has come to leave you One more time, let me kiss you, then close your eyes, I'll be on my way. Dream about the days to come, when I won't have to leave alone, about the time I won't have to say.
That was Mississippi Queen by Mountain on 106.9 Tune FM, the home of UNE student-powered radio. We turn our attention now on this little look back at 1970 to America and more specifically Richard Nixon. Good evening, my fellow Americans. Ten days ago, in my report to the nation on Vietnam, I announced the decision to withdraw... That was the beginning of Richard Nixon's speech on the 30th of April, 1970 and it was a rather controversial speech given that he was discussing his authorization of US combat troops to cross the border from South Vietnam into Cambodia. It was a preemptive strike and was aimed at forestalling communist North Vietnamese attacks into South Vietnam from the sanctuaries even as South Vietnamese were being primed to assume more responsibility for the conduct of the war. In a rather interesting development, both Secretary of State William, William Rogers and Defence Secretary Melvin Laird were kept in the dark about this decision until it was made public two days later. As a matter of fact, three top staff members of the National Security Council, headed by Henry Kissinger himself, resigned in protest. This speech was 2,700 words long and Nixon sought to justify his decision as a required response to North Vietnamese aggression. His speech was famous for triggering a fresh wave of anti-war demonstrations, which led to the killing of four students at Kent State University when Ohio National Guard troops fired on protesters. Sadly, not everything that happens throughout history is positive. Interestingly enough, on 25th of April, Nixon had dined with Kissinger and his friend, and afterwards they had watched Patton, which is a film about Army General George Patton, and it was only the sixth time that Nixon had watched the, had watched the movie. Kissinger's later said that when Nixon was pressed to the wall, his romantic streak surfaced, and he would see himself as a beleaguered military commander in the tradition of Patton himself, which was rather interesting considering what was to come. Now, of course, given that there were so many anti-war feelings and sentiments throughout the American public and indeed the world public at the time, this would only naturally give rise to more anti-war uh, songs and protest songs against military action in general. And this is where Credence Clearwater Revival comes into it. Their song Run Through the Jungle is in fact not about the Vietnam War, despite the fact that its lyrics sound very, very similar to it. The uh, John Fogarty, this lead singer, guitarist and songwriter, has said that it was mainly referring to gun control and the proliferation of guns in society. So you can listen to it now and d decide for yourselves which sounds more accurate. Here is Run Through the Jungle by Cl Credence Clearwater Revival coming up next on 106.9 Tune FM.
You're listening to Chin FM here on 106.9, and that was Run Through the Jungle by Credence Clearwater Revival. And the school bell is indeed appropriate, as we have another little interesting bit of history fact in regards to the year 1970. On the 13th of October 1970, Sir Frank Kitto was appointed the Chancellor of UNE. Sir Frank was 67 at the time of his appointment, and he had been Deputy Chancellor since 1968, holding that position for two years. Interestingly enough, Sir Frank Kitto was a member, was a Justice on the High Court of Australia from from 1950 until 1970 before taking up the position of Armadale of UNE's vice chancellor. Indeed, he served as vice chancellor until 1981 before unfortunately passing away in Armadale at 1994 at the ripe old age of 90. It was a it was a rather long reign as far as vice chancellors go, obviously holding the position for 11 years, and we thank him for his service and we thank him for being one of UNE's wonderful vice chancellors that we have had. Moving on to a bit more information in regards to some music from the 1970 year we have another we have a Led Zeppelin song coming up in fact the famous immigrant song it's a very short song only going for two minutes and 21 seconds which is a fairly short song by any standards it is in fact a song that was written during Led Zeppelin's tour of Iceland Bath and Germany in the summer of 1970 the opening date of this tour took place in Reykjavik which actually inspired Plant referring to Robert Plant of course to write the lyrics in an interview he explained that it was doing that it was mainly meant to highlight cultural um uh, cultural i don't want to say differences more cultural moments shall we say in uh different countries which i think is rather wonderful so we have the immigrant song coming up next by led zeppelin on 106.9 tune fm you're listening to the home of student powered radio That was Immigrant Song by Led Zeppelin, and you're listening to 106.9 Tune FM, the home of student-powered radio. We're going to move on to another little hit song from 1970, one called I'm 18 by a very, very well-known artist, Alice Cooper. Interestingly enough, however... <clears throat> Excuse me. This was not Alice Cooper as we know him today. This was the band Alice Cooper, released in 1970, before they split up five years later. I'm 18 was released as a single in November of 1970 and was the band's first top 40 success, peaking at number 21. And it was the song that convinced Warner Brothers that Alice Cooper had the commercial potential to release an album. 
And indeed, the song and its B-side, which was Is It My Body, actually may featured on the band's first major label album, Love It To Death, released one year later. It was a breakthrough song for Alice Cooper and left a considerable influence, influence excuse me, on the punk, hard rock, and heavy metal genres. Jo- Joey Ramone infamous, uh, famously wrote his first song for the Ramones based on the chords to I'm 18, and John Lydon himself auditioned for the Sex Pistols by miming to the song. It's, an, it's a rather famous song, and, it's still, and it still makes the live set list of Alice Cooper's so, uh, concerts even today. Of course, Vincent Fournier took on the Alice Cooper moniker and continued to tour and release music under the name and has obviously done so even to this day. The chart's peak position on the Canadian charts was 7, obviously a little bit higher than the 21 on the US Billboard Hot 100, and on the year-end charts of that year, it made it to 87 on Canada's year-end chart and 160 on the US chart, which is still a fairly monumental achievement for the time. So here is I'm 18 coming up next on Chin FM 106.9, your home of UNE's student-powered radio. You just heard I'm 18 by Alice Cooper on 106.9 Tune FM, the home of UNE Student Powered Radio. And now we move from Earth up into the space. Okay, we've had a problem here. This is Houston, say again, please. Uh, Houston, we've had a problem. We've had a main beam on Thunderbolt. Roger, main beam Thunderbolt. Okay, stand by, 13, we're looking at. That, of course, was Houston, We Have a Problem, the infamous clip that uh, was based on the Apollo 13 mission. And if you want more information about the Apollo 13 space mission, you can listen to Throwback Thursday, the show Thursday hosted by Jake, where we sat down and he had a little bit more of an in-depth look into what happened. That can be found on our website or on any podcast streaming services. Apollo 13 essentially was a mission that was meant to land on the moon and launched from the Kennedy Space Center on the 11th of April in 1970, but the lunar landing was aborted after an oxygen tank failed 
and the crew instead looped around the moon before returning safely to Earth on the 17th of April. And like I said, for more information about that, you can listen to Throwback Thursday last week. It was a very entertaining show. So, moving on to some more music from the 1970 year, we're now going to move on to a song called American Woman, released by the Canadian rock band The Guess Who in January of 1970, a very early 70s song, from their sixth studio album of the same name. It was later released in March as a single, and it reached number one on the Billboard Hot 100, and was certified as gold by the by ARIA, the Australian charts, who, which means it was it sold 35,000 uh, copies, which was incredible. It was indeed one of the band's biggest hits and is still well known today. And rather interestingly, it was written in rather unusual circumstances. Essentially, um, the guitarist Randy Buckman was playing notes while tuning his guitar, and he realized he was playing a new riff that he wanted to remember. The other band members quickly joined in and started playing along with him. They created an improvised jam session in which, uh, excuse me, where the singer actually improvised the lyrics. They actually noticed a child holding a cassette recorder making an unauthorized bootleg copy, and they actually asked him for the tapes so they could listen to it and note down the words to record in studio, which is a rather interesting way of making a song, uh, more, specific, more incredibly so when you realize how successful the song became. So, anyways, moving on to American Woman by The Guess Who, it's coming up next on Tune FM 106.9. You're listening to the home of Student Powered Radio. American woman, gonna mess your mind. She gonna mess your mind mm, American woman Gonna mess your mind mm, American woman Gonna mess your mind Say A Say M Say E Say R Say I C Say A your mind mm, American woman gonna mess your mind uh, American woman gonna mess your mind
You're listening to Chin FM here on 106.9, and that was American Woman by the Canadian rock band The Guess Who. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to this little hour-long program. We certainly hope that you enjoyed this little bit of a short deep dive into history. However, there is one, there is certainly still one last history thing we would be remiss not to mention. And that is, of course, Tune FM's birthday. We were, of course, started in 1970 on April 27th, more specifically, with the first ever station manager, Swinging Dick Mutton, introducing uh, the first ever track played on air, which was Harry Nilsson's Everybody's Talking, with the famous words, Radio UNE, the time is now 7 o'clock. And given that this is the case, we've actually been lucky enough to have been given a copy of the first radio broadcast by Dick Mutton himself, by one of our old alumni. So thank you so much for that. And we're going to play it for you right now. The next thing you'll hear will be the first ever word spoken on UNE before we launch into Harry Nilsson's Everybody's Talking, a 1970 track to round off this wonderful little hour that we've had for you. So you're listening to 106.9 Tune FM. I hope that I'll speak with you again soon. Thank you so much for joining us. And you're about to hear Dick Mutton introduce Harry Nilsson's Everybody's Talking. So I'll hand the reins over to Dick Mutton himself on 106.9 Tune FM, 50 years later, still going strong. Radio UNE, the time now is 7 o'clock. Everybody's talking at me I don't hear words they're saying Only the echoes of my mind People stopping staring I can't see their faces Only the shadows of their eyes I'm going where the sun keeps shining through the pouring rain Going well, the weather suits my clothes Banking off of the northeast winds Sailing on summer breeze And skipping over the ocean like a stone Like a stone Everybody's talking at me Can't hear a word they're saying Only the echoes of my mind I won't let you leave 